Welcome to Paranormal Almanac. With your host, Kurt Sandvig. Kurt Samvig, and on this week's edition of Paranormal Almanac, let's talk about haunted highways. But first, as always, we have shout-outs. Shout-outs going out to the patrons. Thank the patrons. If you like this podcast and you don't want to give me money by being a patron or buying, like, merch or something, just go, please, thank a patron. If you see a patron on the street, thank the patron is what I'm saying, because without them, this show would not be going on as long as it's been going on. That's not the right way of wording that. This show wouldn't be as good as it is if it wasn't for the patrons because they help me get this show done. They get me the better equipment. They get me the time and the money to do an episode. So shout-outs to all the patrons. Shout-outs to Tom, Lobito Works, Isabel, Jen Jen. I like Jen Jen. Stacy, Tamara, Tamara, Amber, Gary, Matthew, Sandy, Kelly, Joe, Menace the Beast, Sandy, Paige, Kyle, Sean, Andrew, Scott, Andrea, Devin, Melody, Ricardo, Vicky, Vanessa, Marisol, Liam, Roger, Michael, Terminal Animal, Alicia, Elizabeth, Voidtech, Sherry, Art Muffin, Trudy, Tim, Kenneth, Paul, Ricardo, Ian, Armor Times 10. Okay. Alexandra, George, Seth, Jason, Hayden, Cindy, Kim, Ashley, what's that? Carrie, Roz, Carrie, Robin, Will, Lauren, Phil, Mangano, Russell, April, Isabel, Audra, Dorian, Cindy, Bob, Stacy, Paula, Jerry, Leo, Scoston, Lindsay Hahn. Happy birthday to Lindsay Hahn. See, if you see patron Lindsay Hahn, wish her a happy birthday. Megan, Matt, and Jeff T. Matt, Jeff T., Harley, Suzanne, Joe, Lawrence, Lauren, Veronica, Autumn, J. Mark, Manning, Carolyn, Martin, Jade, Nanashi, Chuck, Todd, Jamie, and Elijah Hendrickson, Dan, Laura Pitts, Gamer Fan, and Jin. With two special shout-outs to Joe and to Stitch. Joe Teague and Stitch, as always. Now, I know what you guys are thinking. You're thinking, hey, Kurt, why are you releasing this episode so late this week? It's already Saturday, and the episode's just now coming out. Well, it's because all week I've been at the Bilderberg meeting with the other members of the Illuminati, and the Wi-Fi is terrible here. You think with all of the Illuminati and the Pentaverits and the the people, the New World Order people, you know, all of us that actually control the world— that we'd have better Wi-Fi, but we don't. It's been terrible here. Um, it's either that or I've just been really lazy this week and I decided to just record it this weekend. One of those two. You choose, am I a member of the Illuminati? Vote one for two and yes for no. Alrighty, uh, merch. Let's go on to the merch. That's right. It's merch time. The new edition, the newest edition of the limited edition. Newest edition? The newest one of the limited edition 200th episode shirts has just dropped. I did it just before I did the episode. I didn't want to do it live on the episode because it's a lot for me to handle at one thing. I've got to, I've got to talk. I've got to look at things. I've got to click buttons. It's too much for me to do. So I figured I'd do it right before the episode. So that new episode is out. It's called the Green Alien 200th episode limited edition shirt that is only available for a short time until Kurt decides he's going to say no more and take it away right after the 200th episode. It's a long title, so... Just look for one that says Green Alien 200th. All righty, now, the next thing that everybody keeps asking me about, 
Am I okay? What's the hand of fate been up to? Is it moving around? Let me check. No, it is still sitting there. Um, it, it's getting to the point because people are asking me about it so much that I should just put a webcam on it, but I probably won't do that. But I, I could. I could put a webcam just facing the hand of doom, the claw of fate, the hand of fate, whatever you want to call it, the claw. Um, I could put a webcam on it, but uh, I won't right now. But it's it's still sitting there right where it has been. No weird things have happened. Thankfully, knock on wood, no no deaths, no injuries, no fires. Seems to be okay. I'm still okay. You know, I, I, I still, oh, there was one thing. Someone thinks they figured out what a couple of the sigils are. And I think that's very interesting. I just saw it right before I was going to start this episode. So I haven't had a really chance to delve deep into it. But one of the listeners, well, actually, let me see. Hold on one second. Let me click on that. See, I'm already clicking buttons and, and talking and doing stuff. Tim Cox, I believe its name was. Let me see. Oh, yeah. Tim Cox says that he thinks he has figured out what one of the sigils is. It's called the Gate Sigil. And it's the one that everybody said looks like SpongeBob or Beaker from the Muppets. Um, I can kind of see it. It's not exact, but it's pretty darn close. For, you know, for something scratched into a wood box... Yeah, I would say that that might actually be it. Uh, wow, that's interesting. So some of the sigils, or not some, one of the sigils has been identified possibly by a listener, and I love that. So if you don't know what I'm talking about, head on over to the Facebook page or the Facebook fan page. And uh, there was a thing, it was a box that was sent to me real quick. Box was sent to me, open it up. Hey, Kurt, hope you can handle this because it burnt down a farmhouse fire in a farmhouse, something to that effect, unwrapped it with my help of my two friends, and it was a big bronze claw that's just heavy as shit. Um, Yeah, it's weird. Anyhow, uh, so that's your Hand of Fate update. Uh, Of course, of course. But yeah, so I thought that was pretty cool that uh, it seems like the, the fans are finding out more stuff about the Hand of Fate than I even know. But with that, let's get right on into... Paranormal News. Ghost and demons that haunt the night. Strange objects fly through the sky. Shadow people are spending the night again. Black eyed children knock on my door. A portal to hell opens in my room Time travel man says the world is changing soon Don't fucking shoot Bigfoot Love that one. That's so freaking good. Uh, once again, you guys can send in uh, paranormal music, uh, bumper music for paranormal news, uh, because I am going to be looking for a new theme for the 200th episode, which is coming up real quick. I mean, every week it seems to be getting closer, strangely. All righty, up first in paranormal news, UFO over Woodlake? What people saw? This is in Woodlake, California. Woodlake resident Kimberly Slover heard knocking at her door late Wednesday night. When she went to the door... She saw it was her friend, Victor Chavez. He wanted her to see what he noticed. A spaceship, he kept saying. 
Uh, she grabbed her f- cell phone, started recording the round-like disc on fire in front of the, in front and back as it was around, as it was around the edges of the disc. I know what that means. I recorded a red spinning disc with maybe a hole in the middle. The phenomenon lasted less than a minute. They said it seemed close, disappeared, then came back briefly, and finally turned to a white spinning object after the orange glow went out. All righty, there's video, so let's see what it is. Do you love Gantt charts? Nope. I do not try to get a free ad on my podcast. I don't think so. Here we go. Hey, guys, it's a circle. Yeah, it's a circle. Disappeared. Look at it. Look at it. Right here, my phone. I'm looking at it. Jesus, lady. Yep. Huh. It's it's gone. Wait, no. There it goes. It's round. It's gone. It's round and it's gone. Uh, So what the hell was it? Let me see. There's photos of it zoomed in. Somebody look at those photos. That doesn't help me at all. That doesn't help me at all. That doesn't help me at all. I don't know what it is. It looks like a round glowing, maybe on fire. I can't really tell if it's on fire object in the sky over Woodlake that just happened and no idea what it is. It could be, I guess it could be a rocket launch if they were at just the right angle where they only saw it like a missile or rocket launch. If they just saw it, you know, if you see it just right, it could look like that possibly, but it seems to not be moving as quickly as missiles and rockets tend to move when you're looking at those. But anyhow, who knows? Maybe it is. I don't know. It's neat though. I like it. Alrighty, up next in paranormal news, watching the skies, prudence, not paranoia. This comes from, I don't know, National Review, something like that. Sure, the UFO phenomenon has some stigma attached to it, but it's a mystery worth the government's attention, particularly amid the rising threats we do know about. It goes on to talk about the intelligence report and the congressional hearing that you all know too much about. And they said that... um, Most Americans believe in aliens. Stories of mysterious craft hovering in the air, traveling at hypersonic speeds, have fueled interest in unidentified flying objects since the 1950s. The polls are more nuanced, according to a a survey published shortly. What? Doesn't even tell me about the survey? Oh, here we go. 65% do believe in UFOs. I think we knew this one already. 40% say that UFOs are... Evidence of intelligence life outside of the Earth. 40% said yes. 36% said no. Probably not. 11% said definitely not. And then 51% of U.S. adults who say that the UFOs are a threat, are not a threat to U.S. national security. So 51% of people say, yeah, these are UFOs. Yeah, we don't know what they are, but they're not a threat to national security. 36% said they were a minor threat. 10% said they were a major threat. And I love this. And three people, 3% of people said, I'm not answering that. And they just walked away. That's what you want to do just to mess with people. All right. Well, that's kind of a letdown of a news story. So let's move on to the next one. The next story in paranormal news, Carl's bad woman's bizarre photo brings UFO, UFO conversation home. Now, this one is another one from California. It's a big, big time for UFOs in California. At approximately 4 a.m. in May 2014, Carlsbad photographer Ann Patterson wanted to take a photo of the moon, but her camera appeared to capture something unseen by her naked eye, a fluorescent bell-shaped object 
teetering over the Oceanside Pier. And now we have that photo. So let's take a look at it. Oh, God, I hope it's not that because that is, those are just reflections of the street lights or whatever, pier lights, whatever you want to call them. Um, she's confident that she ca- captured something otherworldly at the iconic North County Dock. The UFO, uh, no, I'm, I'm calling it now. Uh, if this is the photo and it looks like it is, yeah, it is. Okay, so this is the photo. It's reflections of the lights on the pier. It's probably, it was probably a little bit of a foggy night and the lights were reflecting and that's what she got photos of. I'm sorry, I'm calling BS on you. So we're moving on. Next story in paranormal news. Boy, two debunks are bad stories in a row. Way to go. Phantom plane baffles South Carolina city. Alrighty, let's go to the local report. Mysterious low flying plane as Landrum residents curious. They say that they saw a sizable plane flying low over their community, but the description of the aircraft doesn't match anything known to be at the air at the time. The, the case occurred on Tuesday afternoon in the state in the city of Landlum, Landrum, when four different people spotted the large white aircraft they all described as resembling a large cargo plane. What made the witnesses take notice was how low the plane was flying, with one observer marveling it was 200 feet high, which gave rise to speculation that perhaps it was performing an emergency landing at a nearby airport, but... They said that's not the case. The uh, they said that the only activity of note on Tuesday was a single small a single engine small plane, a Cessna, that landed and took off again around one in the afternoon. There was no large cargo type plane that landed or could land at this airport. It would end up crashing off the runway. That is weird. Then, three witnesses say the plane was spotted around one in the afternoon, which would seem seemingly correlate with the Cessna. Fourth witness claimed he actually saw the aircraft land at the airport three hours later. But they said that a cargo plane couldn't land at that airport. All right, so there is something weird going on at this really tiny airport, apparently. A mysterious large plane that supposedly can't even land there was spotted flying really low and seemingly landing there. All right, I'll call that weird. Yep, there we go. All right, but this next one, this next one is really weird to me anyway, because Den of Geek now has a new segment on their website called Paranormal News. Now, look, I know I'm not the first person to ever do Paranormal News. Art Bell did it and everything, but I'm the one who really kind of like made it Paranormal News, and yet... They have a thing called Paranormal News. In this week's Paranormal News, the haunted conjuring house sells for scary money. Huh. Kesha hunts ghosts, and a scientist speaks out on an evil alien. Huh. I think it's very odd. Now, it's an advertisement for some other podcast that I didn't know there were other podcasts, but apparently there are other podcasts, but I'm not going to promote them. Let's see... A newspaper published by Ph.D. student Alberto Caballero at University of Vigo in Spain speculates there are about four hostile extraterrestrial civilizations in our galaxy. He acknowledges there are limitations to his thought experiment, which involves analyzing how many invasions humans have conducted in the last century and is based on how many potential habitable exoplanets there are out there. So he's just basically saying, look, there's billions of planets. Look at how shitty humans were or are. 
when we invade other places. So there's got to be at least four hostile extraterrestrial civilizations out there. Sure, why not? Conjuring House, I told you about that last week. A group of 1,369 blood-sucking cosplayers gathered at Whitby Abbey in North Yorkshire in England to celebrate the 125th anniversary of Bram Stoker's Dracula. Sets a a Guinness World Record for the largest gathering of people dressed as vampires. Congrats to those people. That's actually kind of fun. I like that. And Jack Osborne is hunting Bigfoot with Jason Mewes. And you might be going, wait, Jason Mewes? Isn't he like... Jay and Silent Bob, Jason Muse? Yes, it is. They are doing a, <laughs> they're doing a travel channel show, Jason Muse and Jack Osborne, called the what's it called? Called Jack Osborne's Night of Terror, Bigfoot. The special features the pair exploring Idaho's Priest Lake region, as well as consulting Sasquatch researchers. I'll check it out. That's fun. Uh, Conjuring Kesha is back. If you don't know, musician Kesha, the singer Kesha, whatever you want to call her, has a show on Discovery Plus. It's coming back on July 8th. Uh, I would love to be on this show. I think she's cool. I liked her. I listened to an episode of her podcast and yep, I dug it. Uh, that about does it for their crap, but you know what? I think that actually closes up this week's real paranormal news. Copyright Paranormal Almanac. Kurt Sambig. All right, let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. We are back. Wait, was that the right music? No, that wasn't. Hold on. Let's take a quick break. There we go. That's much better. I almost went back in time with you guys. Oh, my God. Now we're back from break. I don't know how to get us back from going in the past for no reason. Damn it, Kurt. I'm all thrown off by Den of Geeks stealing my stuff. Uh, we're back. And on this edition, I wanted to talk more because I've talked a little bit about like haunted roads and haunted highways. And no, I'm not talking about a country song named Haunted Highways that I guarantee exists. Hold on. In fact, let me Google it now. I'll not Google it. Let me go to YouTube and... Uh, Let's see if there is a song called Haunted Highway or Highways. I'm going to look for either one. Let's take a bet. Is it going to be a country song or just a sad woman song? Text one for two and three for no. All right. Oh, there is one. All right. We found one. And that's a Paul Paul F. Tompkins joke. I'm sorry, Paul. You do it much better than I do. This is Luke. No, it's not. Stop trying to put fake ads on my podcast. All right. Hold on. Here we go. So far, I'm not enjoying it. I'm skipping ahead until I hear actual music. Skipping ahead 53 seconds so far. Over a minute. Over a minute. Still nothing. Minute and 30 seconds. What the hell? Is there a song? I'm a minute and 41 seconds into this four-minute video. Oh, oh, there we go. Where's the start? Two minutes into this. Two minutes into it, it actually starts a song. All right, let's listen to this for a second. Haunted Highway. Driving down a haunted <laughs> highway, shadows passing through my truck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I pulled up to a gas station, sure. and a skeleton wiped the muck oh. off my truck. Oh, there we go. Uh-huh. He 
smiled and said, ten dollars please. Oof, that's a lot. I screamed and I fled. Yep. The next thing that I knew. Oh, oh, fled there dead. There was a bullet in my head. Oh, head, not dead. All right, interesting. Bullet in the head. Uh-huh. And I was dead. Oh, now he's dead. I was dead. He's dead. Forever dead. Everybody's Forever dead. dead. Forever dead. Never to walk the earth again. Well, it's a haunted highway, so you think you would be walking. Passing by a lonely gravesite. Okay. Is it yours? On the way to heaven's door. Weird way to go. I pulled it open mm-hmm. and stared straight down at the floor. Why? St. Peter called the roll. Okay. And he shouted out my name. Oh, you're dead. I looked around to see if I had heard the same. Cause I was dead. Well, that's why he I was your name. dead. You're forever you walked into dead. heaven. Forever and Peter's dead. Calling your name to say like, hey, welcome Never to heaven. Never to walk the earth. Yeah, I get that part. Again. Yeah. He said, right this way, please. And he took me into a world of peas. I bought a can of slice in paradise. It was nice, but I was dead. He was dead. I was dead. He was dead. Forever dead. Forever dead. Forever. Never to walk the earth again. Never. He is dead. Oh, I was dead. He told you. I was dead. Forever. Forever dead. Forever dead. Never to walk the earth again. You know what? I think I think that's good. I think it's a it's a look. It's a two minute song. It's not a four minute and forty three second song like you have in your video. But that is "Haunted Highway" by Fishboy. You'll be singing that later. I'm telling you right now. I will be singing that one later. Yep. All righty. So anyhow, where were we? Oh yeah. Before I took us down that weird tangent, we were going to talk about haunted highways because they seem to be everywhere and some even seem to be semi-reputable. Not everyone on this list. Don't worry. There's a couple where I'm going to call some BS, but there's a few where I'm like, okay, there's a lot of eyewitness reports. You know what I mean? Like everyone has a story of some stretch of road where some like non-specific horrific accident happened sometime in the past with like no details or too perfect, like creepy pasta details. But that's not what I'm talking about. I want to talk about highways that are haunted, that just might be real, that have a lot of eyewitness accounts on them. And the same eyewitness accounts decades after decade, that's or year after year or whatever you want to say it. So the first one is the only highway that should be haunted. And I and why? Why the hell did they name it what they named it? You know what? That's what I just said. It was actually kind of clever. You'll see why in a second. It's called Route 666. Seriously. Well, it was called Route 666 until 2003 when it was changed for non-paranormal reasons, despite what a lot of websites want you to believe. It was changed for non-paranormal reasons to U.S. Route 491. That was through the efforts of New Mexico Governor Bill Richardson 
Now, even though it was changed because of highway numbering and boring political shit that I don't want to talk about, he did say the change was partly due to, quote, infamy brought by the inopportune naming of the road. So, Route 66, we have to head on over to uh, Arizona. It's in the rugged eastern seam of Arizona. And yeah, I didn't even know there was a rugged eastern seam of Arizona, but apparently there is. And on it, there was a road up until 2003 called Route 666. It was also known as the Devil's Highway because dumb people think 666 means the devil. It doesn't. Uh, it's a 193-mile stretch of road that runs through Utah, Arizona, Colorado, and New Mexico from the Petrified Forest south across the Zuni River through the Apache National Forest and into the mountain mining towns of Clifton and Morink. Sure, why not? Now, supposedly, it's actually a very beautiful drive because of the steep cliffs, the sharp turns, like, motorcyclists apparently really like this drive, but because of these steep cliffs and sharp turns and changing uh, environments, it's actually a very dangerous, dangerous bit of highway. The reason I'm talking about it here is there's also a shit ton of paranormal activity that happens on this highway. Paranormal activity like the most common one is ghost hitchhikers. Now, this one has a possible, reasonable explanation. Because of the area, there is a higher-than-normal amount of lower-income citizens with alcohol abuse issues. State, state statistics say that drunk driving is rampant on Route 666, which leads to, you know, obvious things like vehicular deaths that are above the normal rates and also drunk hitchhikers, because of the low income, they don't have cars, trying to get a ride and then dying when people hit them or they step out in front of cars. Like, just bad shit seems to happen out there because of normal things like alcohol and, you know, non-paranormal, not normal, but non-paranormal things like, you know, alcohol. Let's just put it that way. But it, it does have, this section of Route 666, now Route, uh, whatever it is, Highway Route 491, uh, does have a higher than normal death rate year over year than other stretches of highway in nearby areas. Now, there are verifiable police reports of people dying trying to hitchhike. So that part is true. And the theory is that the reason people see so many ghost hitchhikers is because of that. These people died hitchhiking and now their ghosts are forever hitchhiking, apparently. Now, there are stories that I can't prove about a ghost hitchhiker girl in a white nightgown, of course, and she was seen on Route 666. Um, and she does the, the main thing that all hitchhiker ghosts, especially women in white nightgowns, do, which is the typical vanishes when you stop to get her. And, uh, you know, like sometimes you'll stop and she'll like go to like step in the car and she disappears. Sometimes she'll be in the car and then she disappears. Like, you know, the typical woman in white hitchhiking ghost kind of a thing. And possibly the same girl or another girl, ghost girl, there's another ghost girl hitchhiker that will jump out in front of your car only to disappear before you hit her and obviously pee yourself because you think you're about to hit some girl that just jumps out in front of your car. But if these hitchhiking a-holes weren't bad enough, there are a lot of Native American stories about this highway, including... A passenger apparition 
which you don't even have to stop to pick them up. They just show up in your back seats, you know, basically scaring the hell out of you when you look in your rear view mirror. Now it's description changes all the time. So I guess if you're driving on route 666 and you're, you know, you aren't an Uber driver, you're driving alone. You're not supposed to have someone in random person in your back seat, but you look in your rear view mirror and some random stranger is sitting there. Don't freak out. Just pull over. And I guess just, you know, like abandon your car and, and try to get the hell off of route 666 as quick as you can, because it doesn't really say what you're supposed to do with this Native American that just pops up and appears in the backseat scaring the hell out of you. Now, another Native American, I don't know, thing that is also seen on Route 666 is a shapeshifter that appears as an animal that suddenly darts out in front of you. Then when you stop because, you know, you think you hit some poor animal with your car, you'll either see a Native American ghost or, yep, a Native American will be in your back seat suddenly. So, I, I don't know about... It, look, don't jump out in front of cars. Whether you're living or dead, a shapeshifter or a human, just don't jump out in front of cars. You're going to scare the shit out of people for no reason. So, what else is uh, uh, reported on this highway? Oh, I don't know. How about everything? UFOs? Yep. And lots of them. And I mean lots of them. Going back decades. What else they got? Faceless hitchhikers, abnormal light bolts, orbs, disappearing black sedans. This one was reported by people for decades. Demon dogs, a flaming semi, and time loss. That time loss is another big one, but let's run down that list real quick. All right, so UFOs, like I said earlier. Yep. And they run the gambit of UFO types. Saucers, yep. Triangles, oh yeah. Cigar-shaped ones, yep, you got it. Anything that you've ever heard about a UFO is seen on this highway, and often, and for decades. All right, what's next on that list? Oh, faceless hitchhikers. Yep, just like the ones I talked about earlier, you know, minus the face. They're hitchhikers, and you go to pull over, and why the fuck would you pull over to pick up a faceless hitchhiker? I wouldn't pull over to pick up a woman in a white gown hitchhiker, let alone a faceless hitchhiker, but apparently people do, and then it disappears. And you know what? You're better off for a faceless hitchhiker to disappear than some faceless person just getting in your car. That's just, look, no offense if you don't have a face and you're listening to this episode right now, I apologize, but that would scare the hell out of me. Uh, let's see, what's up? Uh, lights and orbs? Yep, reported here, a ton of them. A lot of it can be explained by ball lightning. Uh, black sedans, yeah, here we go. All right, this one is also called Satan's Sedan. And without too much of the creepypasta BS story, here are the main eyewitness stories. Basically, a black sedan will suddenly be behind you with the high beams on, already a dick move. Then, no matter how fast you go, it'll get right on your ass, you know, another dick move, and then finally overtake you in seconds, only to disappear right after it overtakes your car. Now, other eyewitnesses pull over immediately when it gets on their ass, and when they do, no car is behind them or in front of them, and it happens again and again and again. So is this a ghost car? Sounds like it. Is it Satan Sedan? Sure, why not? Let's just say yeah, but whatever it is, it's creepy, it's weird, and again, it's kind of scary. 
All right, if Satan's sedan didn't freak you out, how about the hounds of hell or demon dogs? They seem to be a pack of big black dogs that will run alongside your car, even if you're going like 60 plus miles per hour, some eyewitnesses said. They were going so fast, yet somehow the dogs kept kept up with it. Um, some claim that a big black dog comes out of nowhere and they either hit the dog or it hits them and disappears. Basically, when they pull over, there's no dog, but the tire is shredded on the side of the car that, you know, you hit it with, basically. Um, now, there are also BS stories about these dogs on a bunch of websites that they've been known to kill drivers. Why? Here's why. There is a kernel of truth to that. The kernel of truth is this. Motorists have been found dead in their cars with their windows down, and they have been eaten by something. Okay. Motorist is a stretch. A motorist was found dead in their car. Their window was down. They had been eaten by something. Basically, reality is they pulled over and died from a variety of normal reasons. The windows were down because it's a fucking desert. And deserts have a bunch of dog-like animals that will find a dead person in a car with the window down and have a little bite to eat. I mean, it's gruesome, yeah. And it does have a kernel of truth, but... It's more bound in reality than anything. But apart from that, there have been a lot of reports about these big black dogs just like running alongside your car at 60, 60 miles an hour plus, which is creepy. Uh, let's see, where does that put me on the list? Ah, yeah, flaming semi-trucks. All right, grain of salt time. But if your car breaks down and you are either sitting on the side of the road waiting for a tow truck or AAA or whatever, or you're trying to fix it, some eyewitnesses have seen a semi-truck driving by extremely fast. But wait, there's more. It's not just the semi-truck going by. That's not scary. The semi-truck that's driving by extremely fast is on fire. Yeah, I guess a flaming semi-truck was kind of uh, self-explanatory. I guess I really didn't need to go down that list. People are seeing a flaming semi-truck. You know what I mean? All right, time loss. Now, this is a big one, like I said a second ago. Now, look, I will say, if you guys have ever driven on a highway in the middle of America, trust me, they are long and boring. Boring as fuck. Now, you can either zone out and drive for hours without really knowing it, or seem like you've been driving for hours and it's only been like 30 minutes. There's a lot of boring stretches of road, but... That isn't apparently isn't what's happening here because a lot of people have reported time loss or just straight up disappeared altogether. Now, some that have disappeared for extremely long periods of time where, you know, like families are like contacting authorities because, you know, they should have been home at, I don't know, five o'clock or whatever. And they're surprised when the person gets home and then that person is shocked to find out that many, many, many more hours have passed is what the, the, the main story is. Like, people will get home. They're supposed to be home at 5 o'clock. They left at 1 o'clock. They know it's a four-hour drive. They get home, and they find out it's, like, 2 in the morning, and they have no recollection of what the hell happened, why it took them so long to get home. They thought it was just a regular four-hour drive, and they get home, and it's, you know, time loss. Hence the name time loss. Now, some say that... Uh, uh, the opposite happens. Some say when they've been driving, you know, they have four hours to go on their trip. They'll arrive at their exit within 45 minutes. They say the exact opposite happens. Sometimes when you're driving down this road, 
You're supposed to go for four hours. Boom, you, you've reached your destination, but it's only been 40 and only 45 minutes have passed. Now, look, if I have to choose, I want to choose that happen to me on Route 66. I would much rather be on Route 666 and, you know, like, shit, I got to be on this road for 10 hours and it's got weird dogs and flaming semi-trucks and Satan sedan and shit like that. Oh, it's all, I'm done? It was 45 minutes? We're good? All right. Yep. Let's do that one every time. But a weird one, right? Route 666, now Route 491 or whatever the hell I just said a minute ago. Yep, Route 491. Yeah, so keep an eye out when you're on that Route 491 because you're not gonna have you're not gonna see the creepy weird 666 signs to let you know that you're on a haunted highway. Oh, oh, you know what? Hold on. Why am I singing haunted highway? Let's go back to that I knew there was a bullet in my head. Yeah. And now was dead. He was dead. Dead, dead, dead. Alrighty, let's move on to the next one, to Route 2A. It's in some dumbass town I can't pronounce in Maine. It's a known dangerous road, just like the other one, because of regular non-paranormal things, like weather and shit like that. It's a known dangerous road. In fact, the Maine country singer, a guy from Maine named Dick Curlis, even wrote a song about the haunted road called... A tombstone every mile. All right, shit, hold on a second. Let me find that one, too. I'm not going to play the whole fucking song. I can't be, this This whole episode can't be just me playing weird-ass songs about haunted highways. But let's listen to a quick couple minutes What's of up, it. Guys? Nope, 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 no fake, no fake ads. Come on. No ads on my podcast. Here we go. I'm going to skip it. Ooh, I like this beat already. All you big and burly men who roll the trucks along. Better listen, you'll be thankful when you hear my song. You have really got it made if you're hauling goods any place on earth but those Hainesville woods. It's a stretch of road up north in Maine that's never, ever, ever seen a smile. If they buried all the truckers lost in them woods, there'd be a tombstone every mile. That's good enough. That's good enough. That's good enough for me. I like that. A tombstone every mile is the name of that song, Dick Curlis. I dig that one, I got to say. All right, besides the slippery road deaths that are abundant on this road like I talked about, what paranormal things have people seen here? Well, many drivers, and I mean a lot of drivers, report seeing a woman screaming trying to stop cars because her husband is trapped in a crashed car. Or they'll see a woman on the side of the road like freaking out, trying to flag down the car so the car will pull over to stop you. Like, what's wrong? My God, my husband, we just had a bad accident. My husband's trapped in the car. Let me get in. And they let her in and they drive to where she points to and boom, she vanishes. When people either try to stop and help her, boom, she's gone. Or when people pick her up and they drive to where she says the the car wreck is, she disappears. And even though it never says it anywhere, I assume that the husband and the crashed car aren't there either. But uh, but she has seen a hell of a lot on this road. Some people don't even stop. They're like, nope, fuck that lady. And she's like trying to flag them down and everything. But they look back in the rearview mirror, she's gone. So that one is the main one that is seen on Route 2A. Now, others 
claimed to see a young girl standing on the side of the road alone and far from any homes or anywhere to go. So when the pervy and not so pervy truckers stop to pick her up, yep, she disappears. Now there's a dumb legend attached to this one for no good reason that says that she is the ghost of a random unnamed little girl that was hit by a trucker and left for dead some random time in the past, or she is one of two twin girls that were killed by a truck driver when he wasn't paying attention and slammed in and killed them both some random time in the past. They're both bullshit stories. Now, more BS legend sites say that on Route 2A, there's a witch named the Flesher Witch. Now, the Flesher Witch is a completely made-up story. It states that back in the 1800s, Annie Wilcox experienced a nightmare after her family had settled in the woods. Now, Annie started to hear scratching at her window every night, but that was only the start of it. As time went on, nights got much worse for Annie. She started to hear whips, whips, whipsters? I think they mean whispers, but they misspelled whispers? So Annie's hearing these whispers, had her blankets pulled off her, and even felt like she was being bitten. Annie claims that an old woman with a melted face was attacking her at night and even left deep scratches on her face. A month later, Annie vanishes into the woods. She was found by hunters where she was lying with her face peeled off next to an older woman with facial deformities. But that's not the end of it either. The Wilcox family curse wasn't over yet. Her mother hanged herself. Nope. 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 Yeah, that's, that's all right. I, want, I was looking for like a dun-dun-dun. Her two brothers died in a freak swimming accident. Dun-dun-dun. The head of the Wilcox family, John, was driven mad by the grief. Scratching the skin from his face, he disappeared into the Haynesville woods and was never seen again. It's said by someone, probably, that if you choose to hike or camp in the woods, only do so during the day, because to this day, people see a young girl with a melted face running through the woods, and pets and people go missing in the woods every year, thanks to the Fleshlight Witch, or whatever the fuck her name was. Look, I couldn't find anything that backs up any of that. Could there be an Annie Wilcox? Yeah, totally could. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about, you know, like they found her and she had ripped her face off with her hands and she was lying next to an older woman with facial deformities as well. And then the dad, driven mad by grief, he ripped the face off his hand, face with hand. He took his hands and wrapped his, you know, like it's all bullshit. It's what I'm saying. It's, it's all bullshit. But there are a bunch of weird stories that they don't need to add the fleshlight witch to it. Look, a woman screaming to stop cars and then disappears. Yeah, that's good enough for me. Some little girl walking down the highway all creepy and disappears. That's good enough for me. You don't need to add to it. Alrighty. So for the next haunted highway. Oh, here we go. This will be fun. The next haunted highway is. Let me pull one out of my hat. It is Archer Avenue. That's right. Congratulations to Archer Avenue. You win a $10 Jersey Mike's gift card for being this episode's next haunted highway. All right. Archer Avenue is in Chicago. I've actually talked about it a little bit on previous episodes. I'll, I'll, I'll get back to that part in a second. 
But anyhow, Archer Avenue, it's in Chicago, goes between the infamous Resurrection Cemetery and St. James at Sag Bridge Catholic Church. It has a ton of eyewitness reports. Like I said, I've talked about it in the past. Reports of ghostly monks, babies, phantom horse riders, like all the good stuff that you want from a haunted highway is seen on this road, this stretch of road. Now, this one all seems to be around the cemetery part of the road, though. The horse riders have been seen and disappear right in front of drivers. I've talked about that one. The people will be driving and all of a sudden they'll see like a, a horse-drawn carriage that just kind of disappears underneath the streetlights as it's crossing the road in front of them. Um, babies, not just any babies, but ghost babies are seen here. Look, I know I've said in the past that ghost kids are scary, and they are, but a ghost baby? I don't know. I think I can take a ghost baby. I'm not too worried about them. So let's move on. Ghost monks. I've talked about this one before too. There are ghost monks that are seen here quite a bit all along Archer Avenue. And of course, one I think I've definitely talked about that's the main one that's been seen here, Resurrection Mary. Now she's the local vanishing hitchhiker of the area. Now, according to legend, Mary was on her way home from the O. Henry Ballroom when she was hit and killed by a speeding car. Today... People see a girl in a white dress standing along Archer Avenue, and as always, if people stop to pick her up, she will sit there all spooky-like, only to disappear from the car once it reaches Resurrection Cemetery. So, why this cemetery? Why is this cemetery so active is the big question, and sadly, no one seems to have an answer. I definitely don't have an answer. I guess I probably should just move on since I don't have an answer, but uh, it is very odd that... This part of Chicago, this stretch of road in Chicago is so paranormal. So if you live near there, please go there quite a bit and try to find any of these, up to and including ghost babies. Again, it's a ghost baby. What's the worst it can do? You can drop kick a ghost baby. Alrighty, up next, though, is Route 66 in Via Ridge, Missouri. All right, let me see if I can find a song about Route 66 on YouTube. Hmm. Nope. All right, well, cool. All right, so this stretch of road, this stretch of Route 66, is pretty much forgotten. It's run down, but it is popular with ghost hunters because, according a lot, uh, to a lot of uh, paranormal websites, they all regurgitate this, regurgitate the same bit. Visiting mediums have suggested... The truck stop is a portal to the other side of eternity where souls re-enter our world and attach their spirits to truckers whom they might possess in order to drive themselves home. Very spooky bullshit. Look, it is an absolutely huge claim with absolutely no accompanying verifiable stories to go along with it. Why so many uh, dumb sites say Route 66, Route 66 in Villa Ridge, Missouri, or Villa Ridge, Missouri, is one of the most haunted stretches of highway? There's no stories. There's no eyewitness stories. There is nothing. They all just claim this little bit, that whole visiting medium bullshit story. So guess what? That is my first debunk on this episode. Despite what a lot of sites say, I couldn't find anything about Route 66 in Missouri being even remotely haunted. So for that, let's move on. Now, this next one is my choice. Now, it's not necessarily a haunted highway, but it's definitely a paranormal 
adjacent highway. It's Route 375 in Rachel, Nevada, which, just in case you didn't know, it's also called the Extraterrestrial Highway and goes right by Area 51. It is a very cool, very long, very <clears throat> not-much-to-see stretch of road, if you will. But if you want to talk about the highway with the most UFO sightings on it, it's Route, it's route 375. And it does take you to a cool, small little town. It has that little alien and a bunch of uh, like touristy, trappy kind of stuff that I kind of dig. I really like it. I want to go back there. In fact, I'm thinking about making a trip out... Um, once I get, uh, like, I, I'm looking at getting a hybrid car, trading in my car for a hybrid car or a hybrid truck. Um, it's high up on my list. It's, it's been ordered, but it's just back ordered. Once I get that hybrid thing, because, you know, gas is really expensive, I want to take uh, take rum and do a trip out to uh, the extraterrestrial highway and do another paranormal field trip for the for the patrons. So that's that's definitely high up on my list of things to do. But... Got to keep moving. Episode, got to keep going. So up next is a haunted stretch of road that only has one thing that's seen there. Now, it's called the Devil's Washbowl Road in Moortown, Vermont. And what's seen here? Oh, not much. Only a pig man. All right. So the pig man story is connected to, it's not connected to, the Pigman's story has one person as its origin story, which always puts a red flag up, so take that with a red flag. But, so there's this thing. It's a tale of a pig-human hybrid. It's known as the Pigman. So let's go back to 1971 for the Pigman's first sighting. A man by the name of Jeff Hatch First told his story at a paranormal convention, it sounds like, or maybe on a paranormal call-in show. Uh, but uh, he said, look, you guys ever hear about the pig man? And they went, what? The what? And he's like, yeah, there's a thing called the pig man. It uh, wreaked havoc. Wreaked havoc? Sure, why not? Wreaked havoc on his high school dance back in 1971 in the area, the, the Devil's Washbowl Road. He said a group of boys returned from a sand pit next to the cemetery behind the school because they had stashed like some beers there. <clears throat> and he said they were scared and literally crying. He said they were really shook up. They were freaking out because the whole group said they had just saw a human-like creature covered in white hair that ran over the hill, kicking up sand. They said when they came back to the spot, they said, you know what? You don't believe us? Come back to the spot and we'll show you. And he's like, all right. So Jeff and some other students went to the sand pit. And Jeff said, of course, we didn't see anything except for cloven footprints in the sand. Now, Jeff goes on to say, around the same time, people's dogs and cats started coming up missing. One resident of nearby Turkey Hill reported hearing something rattling around in his trash can. This is all according to Jeff. So that guy goes outside, saying, you know, expecting to see like raccoons or some shit. He goes outside and he says, the thing stood up. It was all white and covered in hair. Now, reports gathered by the hatch police or whatever, uh, said the creature is somewhere between five and five, five, five foot five and six feet tall. I see what they're doing there. Five foot five and six feet tall with a pig-like snout and beady eyes, all covered in white fur. Now, around the time of this first pig man sighting, 
more rumors from Jeff. He said, there was a rumor that a fair-haired teenage boy disappeared from Darby Farm in Northfield. Some say he became the pig man. Others say he became the pig man's dinner, basically. Uh, some people, named Kurt, say this part of the story is BS. I couldn't find anything out about a boy that had gone missing at that time. But... Pigman was said to have been seen in the area on and off for years all around the Devil's Wash Bowl. People driving said they saw him run across the road. Teens who went to make out in the Devil's Punch Bowl or whatever it's called spotted him running around them. Then, the same guy who, in my opinion, started the story, good old Jeff Hatch, said that he and his friends found some caves near the Wash Bowl filled with animal bones. They found a similar stash of gnawed bones in the town's only pig farm. Strange cloven footprints were also found in the soft ground there. It's a pig farm. They pig footprints, of course. Um, Pigman, is he real? No idea. Is he Jeff Hatch? Maybe, since I couldn't find a picture of Jeff Hatch, and I don't know if he has like a pig nose and beady eyes, but let's just say he does. And it's all pig, it's all pig man Jeff Hatch. Jeff the pig man Hatch. Uh, no, it's weird. Like, there are a ton of stories about Pigman, but all of them seem to have started after this guy, Jeff, either, like I said, either called in or went to a paranormal convention, like started the 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 tale of the Pigman, if you will. Is that just a coincidence? Like, all of a sudden, people are starting to see this thing? Or is it Jeff having fun with people and he wanted to, you know, create his own cryptid and call it Pigman? I don't know. Won't even pretend like I know. So for this one, let's the final one on this uh, episode. Let's go to let's go international for this one, and let's go to Flash Lane in Darley Moor. It's a quiet country lane near Darleydale in Derbyshire, Derbyshire, Derbyshire. Uh, it's it's UK. It's uh, said to be haunted by a headless horseman who was seen in the 1990s, but not since, unfortunately. But he was seen by quite a few people. They actually saw a dude that, look, it's a horse guy on a horse, horseman. No head, so headless horseman. Um, they've also saw a bunch of phantom peddlers. You know, people like, you know, trying to like pedal shit to you. Um, they've, they've been seen on Flash Lane quite a bit as well, like a lot, a lot one of whom they think they've actually identified because a peddler was murdered on Flash Lane at nearby Darleydale near Matlock. I think Matlock's the only word I've gotten right in this whole story. Uh, they say the victim's ghost went on to haunt a neighboring road near St. Helens Church, often referred to as Ghost Lane. And if that wasn't enough, there have been a ton of of UFOs that have been spotted by drivers on Flash Lane as well. But if that's not enough for you, if you're, if you're still not sold on Flash Lane, but wait, there's more. Black Panthers, who, in case you don't know, aren't supposed to be there, have also been spotted on numerous occasions on this same stretch of Flash Lane. So something weird's going on in Flash Lane. Do they... Uh, is it all because of the headless horseman? I don't know. What about those phantom peddlers? No idea. But they're, they're, those guys are seen a lot. Um, UFOs? Yep, whole lot of ton of them. Black Panthers? Yep, they're seen there. I have no explanations. I'm just telling you these stories. I don't know what you want from me. That's not the, the name of the show. Isn't Kurt will explain the paranormal? 
Uh, but yeah, that about does it for this week's edition of Paranormal Almanac. Here's your here's your homework assignment. Do you have a haunted highway near you? Not one with the stupid bullshit rumor like, you know, one time in the 1920s, the devil drove his car down this highway. And since then, all the blood flows to the east instead of the west. Like, no, I want like a real, people are seeing weird shit. It's been spotted there quite a bit. There's a lot of eyewitnesses. There's a lot of cool stories about it. Those are the kind of haunted highways that I want to hear about. Um, but yeah, you know, like I think, I think there's something to it. I think there's something to a lot of these. I mean, I look, I said that there's a couple that are bullshit and I definitely think they're bullshit, but there's something to a couple of these stories and why there's so many people. Thank you. Hi, Rum. Hi. Hello. I know I'm almost done. I'm really, I'm, I'm wrapping it up right now. Give me a minute. I'll wrap it up in a second. Hold on. You got to wait a second. Oh, I know. I love you too. Yep. You're a good girl. Hold on. Hold on though. But, uh, where was I? Uh, oh yeah. Tell me about your haunted highways. If you got haunted highways near you, I want to hear about them because I love a good haunted highway story, as you can tell. And, uh, especially if there's actual eyewitness accounts to them. So once again, Shadows I'm your host, Kurt Sandig, and this has been another edition of Paranormal Almanac. A gas station and a skeleton wipe the muck off my truck. He smiled and said, Ten dollars, please. I screamed and I fled. The next thing that I knew, there was a bullet in my head. I'm getting my.